0: And welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, where today we're taking it to Arizona, not to the border per se, although we wanna keep talking about that because there's so many important things. We've been blessed to have sheriffs and border patrol people on the show. We're going to the Maricopa County audit, the election audit. Yes, today we're fortunate enough to have Dr. Kelly Ward, the chairwoman of the Arizona GOP and one of the driving forces behind the election audit that's occurring in uh, Arizona's largest county, Maricopa, right by Phoenix. Uh, And the reason I want to bring her on is because we've heard a lot of things in the media about what the intention of Republicans are, what the goal of the Republicans are. They're hijacking the narrative. They're going to come up with a predetermined conclusion. They've got conspiracy theorists, blah, 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 blah. I've heard them all. And then when I dig into those claims, I can't find a substantiation for them. So I wanted to bring Dr. Ward, Kelly Ward on the show and ask her, what was your motive? What is the goal? What are you trying to do with this election? And I think we're gonna learn something very different, very different from what the media's uh, high-strung, overly loaded, non-neutral coverage of the Arizona audit will be. I wouldn't be surprised if the audit uh, doesn't have as striking conclusions for anyone. It may be a mixed bag, but in fact, that was the goal. It wasn't to come to a, oh my God. Uh, moment it was to what can we learn from Arizona to get the election better for 2022 what lessons can we learn and so we look at the paper we look at the machines we look at the behavior of election officials and and uh, that is something that I think the constitution envisioned legislatures would do maybe they've done a bad job for a long time they didn't take this responsibility seriously but at least in Arizona at least in the state senate in Arizona they're taking responsible and the facts are going to be out there and people can debate the facts Uh, Everyone will come to their own conclusions. They'll have their own spin houses. Trust me. Both sides will be spending hard. But the truth of the matter is learning things. Maybe things went right in Arizona. Maybe things went wrong in Arizona. Maybe there are flaws in the ballots. Maybe there are people who didn't operate the machines properly, even if the machines were, were designed to operate properly. Getting those answers are not a threat to democracy. They're an advantage to a democracy, and we want to talk to Dr. Kelly Ward about that today, so stay tuned for that. Now, before we do that, um, we've talked about false narratives. It seems to be the primary weapon of of the mainstream media who've gotten things wrong and of Democrats in recent years. Russia collusion, of course, is one of the biggest ones, and of course, I played a big role in doing that. There was no wrongdoing with Hunter Biden. Everything was peachy keen with Hunter Biden's globe-trotting business deals. Well, not so much when you got to the facts. I was attacked relentlessly for two years, but the facts came out. Senator Ron Johnson was attacked. Senator Chuck Grassley was attacked. Devin Nunez was attacked. But over time, the facts that I, Grassley, Johnson, Nunez, I can go on, Mark Meadows, Jim Jordan, uh, so many great. Uh, lawmakers, they got the facts and the story changed. Yes, the FBI engaged in wrongdoing. In fact, we just learned from the FISA court in the last few days the FBI is still engaged in wrongdoing at the FISA court. Republicans and Democrats failed to fix the problems that surfaced with 2016. Russia collusion investigation, and quite frankly, going all the way back to the early to mid-2000s, because I've been writing the same story. The FBI has a problem with FISA. The FBI has a problem with FISA. The FBI has a problem with the NSA data, and nobody fixed it. But we at least learned that the story that was given to us in 2016 was wrong. We learned that the, the, the story that was given to us during the 2019 impeachment was wrong, inaccurate, false, false. Some people gave testimony that was at the very least misleading during the impeachment trial. It is now irrefutable that the State Department's uh, embassy in Kiev, Ukraine, had concerns about Hunter Biden and his activities undercutting U.S. policy. Undercutting U.S. policy. The fight against corruption. That is now documented. In fact, George Kent... One of the witnesses reported a bribe attempt by Burisma while Hunter Biden was on the board in 15. And his boss, Marie Ivanovich, the ambassador, reported another believed bribe, alleged bribe, that Burisma made in December 16 as Obama-Biden administration was leaving. Hunter Biden was on the board for both of those. The belief that those bribes took place occurred, undercut the confidence of the Ukrainian people and their government, undercut the U.S.'s uh, belief that... uh, the Ukrainian prosecutors could properly investigate Brisma for whatever wrongdoing it was believed they occurred. in. that is not the story we were given in 2019, but it is the story that has emerged by 2021 in the documents that Senator Grassi and myself and Senator Johnson and others got through FOIA, through subpoenas, through records requests. We keep seeing false realities. And again, I've got no skin in the game. I'm not trying to get Joe Biden elected or unelected. I'm not trying to get Donald Trump elected or unelected. I'm trying to give people actionable intelligence and facts and let people make up their own mind. Maybe you still like Joe Biden after you see what his son did, but at least know what his son did. Maybe you like or dislike Donald Trump after you see what he did, but at least have the facts on Russia. That's what a journalist can do. That's the water's edge. I can't go beyond that water's edge, but... I want to talk to you about a new development in the Eric Greitens case in Missouri. I have said, and uh, we are writing a book on this right now, that the Eric Greitens case in Missouri was the Russia playbook in Washington exported to the states, and it got one step further than where the Democrats got with Donald Trump on Russia. Yes, there is a place in America where a false reality drove something to the to a criminal indictment, to the removal, the stepping down of a popularly elected governor. His name is Eric Greitens. He's a former Navy SEAL. He was elected in the Trump wave in 2016. He was an unexpected Republican victory, he knocked off establishment Republicans in the primary, and he he had a similar clean up the swamp message in Missouri, which, by the way, has a lot of corruption in its state capitol and its state house. Um, and it's governor's mansion. There've been lots of problems over the years, not uncommon for Missouri politicians to get in legal trouble. Um, he wanted to clean up the swamp by 2018, a George Soros funded prosecutor. When I mean funded, not a few thousand dollars. The majority of her campaign money came from a George Soros political action committee. Her name is Kimberly Gardner. She is a prosecutor in St. Louis, she is the St. Louis Circuit Attorney, the chief prosecutor in the one of the largest cities in Missouri, and she filed an indictment against Governor Greitens. Then Governor Greitens—he's not governor anymore. He was forced to step down, and it alleged that Governor Greitens had a cell phone photo, a picture of a of his girlfriend, who, by the way, he was married. So I'm not giving Eric Greitens a pass on his infidelity. He did have infidelity, he's admitted to that, but the the criminal complaint alleged that he had a photo on his phone and he used it to threaten his girlfriend that if she talked, it would be released. The headlines were as big as the headlines were here in 2017 on Russia collusion. The president was in trouble on Russia collusion, might have to step down its Watergate. Remember Carl Bernstein saying, this is a new Watergate, it wasn't, it was bogus. Same thing happened in the Missouri state level. Eric Greitens was pressured to resign. He stepped down. He was going to trial in 2018 when the prosecutor, the George Soros substantially funded prosecutor, Kimberly Greitens, indicted him. They're going to trial. And then she walks in and says, I don't have the photo. I don't have the extortion request. In other words, She didn't ever have the evidence that she alleged she had. The case had to be dismissed. Governor Greitens doesn't get his seat back as governor. He doesn't get his reputation back. People still call him a disgraced governor, even though the case has been fully and completely withdrawn. And that's not all that happened. As you know from earlier podcasts and earlier reporting at Just the News, the chief investigator, a former FBI agent named William Tisabee, chief investigator for Kimberly Gardner, was... Indicted not on one, not on two, not on three, on seven felonies, seven felonies related to the filing of false charges against Governor Greitens. Okay, that's a big deal. He's still awaiting trial because of COVID. It's been delayed. We know that Kim Gardner is the focus of a special prosecutor's investigation. That's been acknowledged. But last night on Just the News, we broke this story. We broke the story that the chief disciplinary counsel for all lawyers in the state of Missouri has filed an action against Kimberly Gardner, saying that they found probable cause to believe she violated her duties, her professional responsibilities as a lawyer in pursuing the prosecution of Eric Greitens, and she must now face a disciplinary hearing. Hmm. That hasn't happened with a lot of the FBI officials in Russia, but it's happening in Missouri. The evolution of crooked governor, crusading prosecutor has now become unfairly accused governor, and maybe, maybe a crooked prosecution team. Certainly, the indictment against Tisby suggests that there was serious wrongdoing. Now, here at Justin News, we've done a lot of reporting on this case. We've shown how this case was so flawed. Not only did they not have the photo, not only did they not have the extortion, we got the testimony of the alleged accuser, the girlfriend, the hairdresser who who had the affair with the governor, who said in her testimony, I may have dreamed the whole thing up. Let me just say that again. I may have dreamed the whole thing up. No photo, no extortion request, and testimony saying it might have been a dream, and that's how we indicted a governor, got him out of office, and then had to admit we didn't have it. That is the weaponization of law enforcement. And now... Kimberly Gardner is facing illegal action and tonight on justthenews.com we will be able to report hopefully exclusively what's in that complaint. Check us out tonight. What did the chief disciplinary counsel of the Missouri Supreme Court, the person in charge, the top cop for lawyers in Missouri, what did they find that was wrong in Kimberly Gardner's conduct That deserves punishing. We're going to have that for you tonight. You have to go back and reread these stories on Eric Greitens. I'll put them up at the top of the site again. What we learned about Eric Greitens, what we learned about the conduct of this case should trouble all of us. Listen, it's one thing to have political differences. Elections were designed to settle political scores. There are dirty tricks, many different things that happen in politics, attack ads, debates, all the tools of democracy that how we decide who our governor is going to be. But it is a devastatingly bad thing for Democrats, Republicans, independents, Americans at large, those who crave democracy abroad, to have the greatest democracy, the greatest constitutional Republican America, start to remove politicians, politically elected, popular elected officials through false prosecutions false investigations it almost happened with donald trump but it was stopped it did happen with eric greitens and it wasn't stopped until a court got involved this is what normally in the past has separated us from banana republics but in missouri the banana republic strategy was allowed to persist long enough to take out a popularly elected governor yes someone who had an affair i'm not giving him a pass on that Um, I'm not advocating the election or defeat of Greitens. I'm not advocating the election or defeat of Kimberly Gardner. But we have to look at the facts. And the facts are that a false prosecution was passed, that the investigator who worked for Kimberly Gardner has been indicted with seven felonies related to his conduct in the case. She remains under investigation and now the chief disciplinary office of lawyers in Missouri is saying she violated her professional duties, must face a disciplinary hearing. And tonight, we're going to tell you the story on just the news on how she violated those professional responsibilities. Allegedly, again, she deserves the benefit of doubt that Eric Greitens didn't get in his indictment until it was dismissed. She gets a hearing. She gets to have her side of the case. We hope she presents it. But This unraveling of this case is one of the most important stories you probably haven't heard in America. It is Russia brought to the heartland, the collusion garbage brought to the heartland, same playbook, same misconduct, same problems, and you need to know about it. If you don't have anything on this, go to Just the News. We're going to give it all to you tonight. All right, we're going to go to commercial break in a second, but before I do, I want to shout out one of our sponsors, one of our advertisers, with something that's very personal to me. My wife and I have been married for 33 years, Judy. I love her like uh, nothing else in my life. Or she and my son are the joy. After I come home from work at night, I have nothing but uh, glee and optimism and, and love. When I enter that door at night, tired, angry, frustrated, good things happen when I come through the door and meet this extraordinary woman I've married who puts up with me. And uh, But recently, she's had uh, a couple of difficult losses in her life. She's lost some people very close to her, a close friend, her sister, um, a, a nephew. Uh, her uh, And she has handled all of this with extraordinarily grace and love and support for the people, never thinking about herself. But my friends at Paint Your Life, uh, which is a great sponsor here at Just the News, they gave me an extraordinary opportunity to pick a painting. And to have one painting made for my wife, uh, you take a picture from your photos, a great photo you love, like, oh man, I love that picture of Judy and her friend. And you, uh, you give it to them and they have a professional artist create an oil painting. I mean, it looks as good as anything you pay for millions of dollars or thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars in an art exhibit. It's a fantastic oil painting. I got that painting back the other day. I gave it to my gift as a wife. It is her and her best friend. And the last photo I know they took together before illness, cancer, claimed her good friend of many, 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 many years. It was an amazing photo to see turned into a painting. The painting is gorgeous. More importantly, to see my wife's reaction to what happened, the tear it brought in her eye, the joy it brought, the memory that that now, that photo is now preserved on our wall in a most beautiful canvas oil painting. Um, that was something that couldn't can't compare to giving someone a dinner out on the town or a hotel night away it's a gift that will keep giving so if you're looking for that perfect gift if you want to do something for a mother a father a brother a sister a sibling uh, a spouse a girlfriend a boyfriend whatever uh, these guys at paint your life have one of the most unique gifts it's affordable you get an extraordinary amazing product back. You take a photo, it comes back in the most extraordinary painting you've ever seen. I I just can't tell you how amazing the photo of Judy and uh, her friend is. It's When you get there, you go to uh, the site, you got world-class artists, you've got great support, the platform, the online platform, takes just a few minutes to upload your photo, tell them what you want, get the deal. And because you're John Solomon Reports uh, listeners, and you are... uh, Just the news fans, we have a special opportunity to get this gift. You know, got anniversaries, Mother's Day, a lot of things coming up, right? It's a gift for perfect for birthday, anniversary, wedding. It's meaningful. It's long lasting. It's very personal. My wife's reaction was so intimate and amazing to watch her reconnect with that photo. Now to know it's going to be on her wall. It was a moment that we all celebrated. Um, And hey, if you don't like the painting, guess what? You get to give it back. You get your money refunded. How many people give you that? So here's what you do. You go to paintyourlife.com. Let me say that again. Paintyourlife.com. Upload a photo. Get started on the process. And you're going to get, for a limited time, because you are a John Solomon Reports Just the News fan, you're going to get a 20% off discount on your painting. That's right, 20% off, plus the shipping's free. Where are you going to get that anywhere else? This is an amazing opportunity. And I'm telling you, the best... Most surprising, shocking gift you can give someone. Uh, what you do, how you do that, you go to uh, paintyourlife.com. you go into the uh, checkout, you text, you put the word in just the news, you text the word just the news, all one word, no spaces to 64,000 on your phone. That's how I did it. You can text the word just news, all one word, no spaces to 64,000 uh, on your telephone. Simple text you do. And you're going to get eligible for that extraordinary discount. I'm telling you, paintyourlife.com is going to create a gift unlike any other you've given in your life. I'm so grateful. I still have the picture of Judy opening up that box and seeing it for the first time. The reaction was more than priceless. It was deep, Felt in the heart. And that is the sort of gift you get when you go to paintyourlife.com. So check it out today. Text it out to 64,000. Just news 64,000. You're going to get a great discount, a great bargain. You're going to create a gift that has longevity and, and a deep personal feel, unlike so many things that we give. It ain't a gift card you give giving here. You're giving an extraordinary, memorable painting on the wall. Constant reminder, friendship, love, family, whatever it is that you're trying to encapsulate. So go there today one more time. PaintYourLife.com is the website. You text the message, Just News, all one word, to 64,000 on your cell phone. You're going to get that 20% and free shipping discount. It doesn't get any better than that. Check it out today. What a blessing. What an extraordinary opportunity. Uh, My wife and I are still talking about it. A few days after it happened. All right, we're going to go to that commercial break. When we come back, Kelly Ward, chairwoman of the Arizona Republican Party, the frontline leader of the Maricopa County uh, election audit. Going to be at the latest breaking headlines in just a few seconds. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.US slash Just News. That's AMAC.US forward Just News. All right, folks. Welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest on perhaps... One of the biggest news stories happening in America this week. Dr. Kelly Ward is joining us. She's the head of the Republican Party in Arizona. Been a very influential voice in the effort to do the recount, to do a true forensic audit and learn what we can from Maricopa County. Dr. Ward, it is an honor to have you on the show.
1: John, it's an honor to be here with you. I thank you for being such a strong, true investigator about what's going on, not just with this election, but with so many things that are happening in our country, voices like yours are few and far between. So thanks for having me on. I
0: appreciate it. It is an honor. So uh, this moment in Arizona is, I think, going to answer a lot of questions. And the chips are going to fall where the chips are going to fall. Facts are facts. And and that's what's important about what you're doing. You are really focused on a factual analysis, not um, a, a cursory examination. Tell us where we are in the process with the ballot review and what you think we might learn from it.
1: Right we're looking for objective information about what happened in 2020, so we aren't just doing a simple run the ballots back through the same machine and see if the numbers match up on the on the tapes from the zero to what right. we expect it to be. There is a full hand count going on of two point one million ballots, so there are teams that are looking at every single paper ballot um, and they're deciding you know what what it, that ballot, how it was cast, and they are tabulating those. So it takes a lot of time, but they, the experts that they hired to do this audit. You know, the left is trying to discredit them and belittle them and really besmirch their their abilities. They are world class experts at doing the work that is being done in Arizona, and so we're not just looking at the paper ballots. We're looking at the paper. We're looking to make sure that those ballots are legitimate and at the machinery to make sure that the hardware, the software, the logs, et cetera, um, were also legitimate. So we'll see what we find. Uh, um, I think, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to find. I don't have any insider information about what they've already found, if they've found anything. Um, I wish I did, but (laughs) I know that they're going to give the report to the state Senate, and the state Senate will let us know.
0: And, and you've served in the state Senate you you know the 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 responsibility that body takes uh for this and you know in a funny way this is sort of what the founding fathers envisioned when they gave the power to supervise elections to the state legislatures it's funny to see the outcry that oh my god this is terrible it's exactly what our founding fathers intended and we, when I hear you talk you don't have you're not looking for a predetermined outcome. You just want to get some facts to make an objective decision. I think that gets lost. Everyone thinks, well, the Republicans are just trying to uh, railroad this and come up with a predetermined conclusion. That's not how this is structured, right?
1: No, not at all. It is It is to find the the truth behind what happened. And You know, over 50% of Americans believe that there was funny business in 2020. Now, of course, it's 74% of Republicans. It's 51% of independents. And it's around 30% of Democrats because they like to win. However, they don't care if they cheat. In my opinion, maybe that's (laughs) not true, but that's what I believe. And I think anybody should want to know what happened in that election, especially when we had record turnout, maybe more than 100 percent turnout in many places across the country. We have to know what happened in that election so that. No funny business ever happens again, and people can have confidence that when they cast their vote, it's going to be counted, it's going to be counted once, and it's going to be counted for the person that they filled in the bubble for or pushed the button for.
0: Yeah, there's nothing, listen, if that's the outcome, that's a win for everybody, because Democrats were, you know, a lot of Democrats, including Hillary Clinton, who doesn't admit it now, who cast doubt on the 2016 election results, Republicans had grave concerns about 2020 getting these questions answered and be able to look everybody in the, in the eye and say, we know how to fix this, or we don't need to fix anything. That's gonna give everybody a level of confidence that uh, is exactly what I think the founding fathers intended when they gave the legislature this uh, with this extraordinary um, uh, opportunity to supervise elections and set the rules in a way that would grow that confidence. As you look out, uh, in Arizona is a one piece of a large electoral map there's this debate that has suddenly emerged that something that most Americans like 70% of America more 77% in the just the news poll support voter ID, but somehow in the aftermath of 2020, voter ID has been called called, uh, Jim Crow 2.0, racist disenfranchisement. How did we get to this point that something as simple as a voter ID, which, by the way, you got to show your ID to get an airplane, get a six-pack of beer at the store. How did that become racist suddenly? And, And what do you think real Americans process from that argument?
1: Right. Well, real Americans understand that there is nothing racist, sexist, misogynist, um classes about showing an ID for many things that we do to function in society and especially for voting. So, um it's just appalling the way the left crafts this narrative and then they they amplify it by having whatever fake fake profiles bots other you know other so-called journalists who just report again and again and again. I saw a story today that was in Forbes. The the headline said Kansas is another GOP state that leads uh, with voter suppression legislation. And it is not. No bias there, huh? (laughs) That's right. It's election integrity. Election integrity is important to everybody. And this is not a Republican audit here in Arizona. It is America's audit.
0: Very interesting. And, you know, it's funny that the, the lexicon that's been used. Uh, mainstream news organizations, when I got in this business 30 years ago, you weren't allowed to have a political opinion in the newsroom. You would be thrown out. And if you showed the, the slightest bit of bias or, or or failure to get the other side's story, to treat both sides equally in the story, you got canned, you get removed off your beat, maybe you got fired. Um, there is this extraordinary loaded language that mainstream news organizations are using that are, are literally tipping the debate without a factual basis, and we saw it in Russia, we saw it in all these things. How frustrating is it to see what are supposed to be the neutral arbiters of facts now hijacking all the language with adjectives and loaded words and and misnomers and inaccuracies?
1: It it is, it's just un-American. It is not the First Amendment. The free press is what is supposed to protect us as the citizenry. Um, from corruption in any part of our government, not in one party versus another. Um, they're supposed to tell us the truth so that we can think about it, we can digest it, and we can make our own decisions. And that's been taken away. Look at Facebook and their so-called commission, uh, I think it's made up of communists and uh, anti-American, anti-free speech zealots, who have now permanently banned the Former president of the United States of America from their platform when they still have terrorists, they still have um, leaders of countries that have no human rights whatsoever who are able to spout off on their platform. And the, the former president, who, you know, uh, still hasn't conceded the 2020 election, is not able to communicate with the masses. It's, it's unconscionable.
0: It's unreal. And yet, uh, one of the things that I think is most interesting about President Trump is he's proven that the stranglehold of the news media and the social media, the traditional news media, traditional social media, may not be as big as we thought because he's just created an alternate communication system and he's reaching people every day with his statements that are getting covered by news organizations those who thought they had absolute power may find out that they didn't have as much power as they thought. It's fascinating that the Twitter, Twitter stocks down, right? We see Twitter down. Oh, yeah. Americans don't like this form of uh, selective free speech uh, censorship. And I think you're on to something in Arizona. Right.
1: well, And and John, just, just to let you know, I did talk to President Trump yesterday yeah. in good spirits. He is keeping his eye on this audit, just like the rest of the country, just like the rest of the world and um you know he wants the truth as well i think we all i mean i have my opinion about what the truth is i think that trump won the election in arizona and in the entire nation but i think that this audit is going to give us that objective
0: information yeah that's the key once people will see the facts and they can make up their own mind but getting those facts and not have them in a nebulous state anymore is going to be an important part of this of this process. Now, uh, speaking of President Trump, he's had a little fun in Arizona. He's called on the governor, Governor Ducey, to provide security, and and I think taking a couple shots at the governor. Uh, we've got two Democratic senators in Arizona for the first time in a long time. Twenty twenty two is a very important election for the future of Arizona for the future of the Republican Party there. How are things shaking out? And how, what do you think the election will turn on in twenty twenty two?
1: Yeah, um, well, I think that for us as Republicans, you know, I'm the, the chairwoman of the Republican right. Party of Arizona. I get to be partisan, which is really exciting. It's different <laughs> than being a legislator, being a senator, or being a candidate for office because I represent a certain constituency. And the constituency is that that loves faith, family, and freedom, small government, low taxes, personal responsibility, following the Constitution. That's who I get to represent. And those people, those candidates who stand up and stand up firmly. For those values are going to be the ones that prosper in the primary process. We can't have this wimpy, fineless, uh, backstabbing type of Republican. They're not going to win. You've got to have people who will stand strong for we the people, not we the people is the government, but we the people who actually the government is accountable to And I think that we will win and we will win big, not just in Arizona, but across the entire nation. I think Texas Six was a big harbinger about what's going to happen. And uh, I look forward to seeing the robust primaries and then the big wins for Republicans in 2022, 2024 and beyond.
0: When you look at what's going on in Washington, Kevin McCarthy, probably going to allow a leadership vote next week. Uh, Liz Cheney could be in some trouble, maybe gone what message does that send a lot of people think well this is political payback but i think really the message that republicans want is we're all on the same team now no more fighting get one message get one objective win the election uh how do you referee what's going on in in congress right now with with liz cheney
1: yeah well i mean the the the, the fake news media loves to make this big hoopla out of it but. Right. Liz Cheney has not stood up for Republican values, in my opinion. Um, she's not; She didn't support the Republican president. And in many cases, I don't think her constituents felt that she represented them and their their views and their voice. And so my hope is that she is ousted. But I don't like it to be such a big story because we had such a big win in Texas, we, and, and we're going to have big wins in the, the midterms. And the Democrats would love to focus on this infighting or even supposed infighting right. whenever it's our policies and the policies being put into action that I I hope that we'll start to focus on more.
0: Do you think of, of a, a new contract with America is going to be forthcoming for the Republican Party?
1: Well, I I hope so. Um, Nobody seems to be wanting to put one forward. I know when I ran for the United States Senate, I put forward a contract with America. America, You gave John McCain a good run for his money. (laughs) I did. I did. And, And I mean, if you just think, imagine what it would have been like had we had a Senator Kelly Ward and John McCain was out. We would not be in the predicament. We wouldn't have two Democrat senators from Arizona. We wouldn't have lost one of our health seats, in my opinion. But that's how the cookie crumbles in the political world. And uh, I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to be intimidated. I'm not going to be shamed by these leftists or by elitists in my own party. I'm going to work hard to have great people who share my values and who share the values of the majority of the Republican Party to represent us at every level
0: of government. And yeah, one thing that is absolutely certain, and you mentioned the Texas House race the other day, the base of the Republican Party is as energized and, and uh, excited as I've seen it in a long time. I think a lot of people thought, well, Trump lost, Capitol riot thing, everyone's gonna be depressed. Man, the energy and the determination and the strategic activities that are going on in building groups, coalitions, is, is it's more energetic than I've seen it in a very long time. And anyone who thinks that the Democratic Party is in a state of malaise is going to get a surprise. It's a bad guess to make. When you look out big government, it's 40 years ago this year, I believe that Ronald Reagan gave his great uh, acceptance speech, the inauguration speech and said, hey, government isn't the solution, government is the problem. Joe Biden gave the antithesis of that speech the other day before Congress when he said, basically he said government is a solution for everything. We're gonna do big government for everything. Is this an extraordinary political opportunity to show the American people in the 2020 election that big government actually doesn't give big success, it gives big failure?
1: It certainly is. And we need Republicans who are currently in office to stand up strong for those solutions Um, when they vote to increase the national debt. For example, it lose. I mean, our our message loses the air that is in the balloon. Um, They have to stand strong for those kinds of things. And so, you know, the, the the Republicans and I think independents and if there are any thinking Democrats left, they believe too that they don't want censorship from the government or from private companies. They don't, they want the wall. They want to have security in their, their communities. Um, they don't want this critical race theory, Marxism taught to our kids in our future. We just, as Republicans have to be better at Communicate. I think we communicate the message fine, but I think we have to be able to overcome the interpretation by the leftist media and leftist controllers so that real people can hear it. And I think that's going to be very beneficial for 2022 and beyond.
0: How big is the crisis playing out in your state at the border going to be a national issue? Has the open borders, the sudden crisis that Joe Biden created, really the moment he got in office, Is that going to become an important issue as it was in 2016?
1: Well, it certainly should be, not just for Arizona, but for the entire country because um, the the border crisis is not just an Arizona crisis, it's a national crisis. And unfortunately for us, many of the human traffickers and the drug smugglers and the gun smugglers and the the bad guys come across the border right here in Arizona. The shameful thing is that Biden... Biden decided to just take the things that we've already paid for, the infrastructure that's already been done, the companies that have already been paid, the the miles and miles of fencing, et cetera, and send that back somewhere and leave giant holes in the wall. I was just down at the border a couple of weeks ago, and the ranchers there, both the American ranchers and the Mexican ranchers want the wall. The Mexican ranchers perhaps even more because we at least have border patrol to help protect the localities, they're at the mercy of the cartels, and that's wrong.
0: You know, the argument is that, uh, for liberals, that we're doing this for the people who strive to have or want a better life in America, and I get that appeal, but actually those people are being victimized. The cartels are controlling this. The sex traffickers are controlling this. This is not a, um, a, an orchestrated flood of Americans just coming because they want to come to America. There is a criminal enterprise running most of what's being occurring at the border. How do you educate the American people about that?
1: Yeah. And, and It's very, very difficult because that heartstring story is very um, hard to overcome. But remember, what we have to tell them is the United States of America has the most generous legal immigration system in the entire world. Um, And if we could bring everybody in, that would be wonderful. But that is simply not possible. We have to use our American ingenuity. We have to use American capitalism. We have to use American charity. And the heart and soul of what makes our country so great to help others in their own country to be able to prosper, to be able to thrive, to be able to be safe. That's what we should be exporting. We should be exporting great Americanism to these other countries rather than trying to take people from countries where things are not good and bring them all to the United States of America um, because Democrats need votes.
0: Yeah, it is a remarkable, remarkable dynamic and and the political element of this gets lost in the debate, but there is a political element of this. There has been one since the 1990s when Al Gore and Bill Clinton tried to get a whole bunch of people naturalized before the uh, 1996 election. If you ever doubted the Democrats had a political motive for citizenship, immigration, just remember those 1996 documents. They were they were ultimately clear. Last question I want to throw to Dr. Kelly Ward, because I know you're very busy. We look at the size of the deficit we are creating. We're going to spend $6 trillion on top of the normal budget in this year. Um, When does the deficit debt responsible spending become a, a powerful political issue again, like it used to be in the 1990s when Republicans won the Congress?
1: Right. It, it should be right now, John. You know that. I know that. People listening to this podcast know that. Right. Um, but we've dumbed down our society so much with the indoctrination of our children in our schools. And now those 20 and 30 and even close to 40 year olds, um, they don't understand the impact of our monetary policy, of our debt, of our deficit how that impacts our national security, and how it impacts our future. We have to start teaching people uh, about it, and then we have to be able to talk about it in a way that's understandable that, and, and really has some emotion in it to bring those people back to our side.
0: Yeah, great point. Great, great point. Education ahead for all of us, I'm for certain. Well, uh, Kelly, I want to thank you so much for the time today. Great, great uh, update on what's going on in Arizona. We're going to be watching closely, and I hope to get you back on the show soon.
1: Sounds great. Looking forward to it. Keep stay, staying strong and keep exposing the truth. I appreciate you.
0: We will hear. Thank you very much, Kelly. All right, folks, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower kidneys and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens. IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit TNUSA.com slash Just News. That's TNUSA.com slash Just News. All right, folks, that wraps it up for another Edition of John Solomon reports. So grateful that you tuned in today. I think we got a lot of news and facts and perspective from Kelly Ward. The truth about why she did what she did. She admits her what her partisan goals are, but she's also telling you how they constructed this audit to get facts, not a political outcome. Very important to understand that as you listen to the spin. Also, remember the great offer we we gave you for PaintYourLife.com twenty percent off. All you got to do is type Just News to 64000 in your text messages, you're going to get a great discount. Try that out. It's pretty cool. And tonight, you're going to go to justinews.com. if you want to find out the latest in the Eric Greitens scandal. Yes, we're going to have the actual complaint and findings against the George Soros-funded prosecutor, Kimberly Gardner, in St. Louis. She's the one that went after the McCloskeys, got kicked off the case, went after Eric Greitens, had to withdraw all the criminal charges, admit she didn't have the evidence. It was a contrived case. Her FBI... Uh, investigator has been charged with seven felonies. This case is going in reversal. It's the biggest boomerang of accountability for a bogus political criminal case you ever heard of. And tonight, we're going to have the complaint against her law license brought by the chief disciplinary officer of the state of Missouri. Check that out. You don't want to miss it. Exclusive news from justthenews.com. All right, guys, have a blessed night. May God bless you. May God bless this great country of America, as he always has, the United States of America.